0: FOREVER! DOG! Hailing from the great state of Pennsylvania, an entertainer known the world over for her quick wit, wicked beauty, and scabby knees, it's Willem! And also hailing from the great state of
1: Pennsylvania, a queen known for her hair, nails, and a noose, it's Alaska Thunderfug! 5,000 of the planet, Good
0: evening, good, well, first of all, good evening panel of distinguished judges, and welcome listeners to the very... Established and distinguished audience. Welcome to the very first episode of Pageant Pod, which we will lovingly call Page Pod.
1: A little page pod. It's a little page pod. In this eight-episode limited series podcast, we will be exploring the fabulous and dramatic history of drag pageants and how these queer institutions help shape drag culture in general.
0: That's right. And long before RuPaul's Drag Race was even a twinkle in RuPaul's eye, uh, there were many, many drag pageants with legacies that have spanned decades and have laid the groundwork for so many beloved queens in pop culture to succeed today.
1: Mm -hmm. And Pageant Podge will also explore uh, the twinkle in the stinkle eye because there's a lot of side (laughs) eye in the pageants. We'll be focusing on shade, on throwing the shade, catching the shade. Um, mm-hmm. And Pageant Pod will focus on some of the biggest pageant systems on the scene and the legendary queens who have competed for their titles.
0: Yes, we've got really amazing interviews with iconic queens, the divas of drag, mm-hmm. um, discussions about great pageant documentaries like the queen and pageant, as well as conversations about the future of drag.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. No, oh, no page Podge. Oh, Patch bodge, patch bodge, patch bodge. You know, I just saw on on TV last night that there's a new um documentary called Burn This Letter Please. It's streaming on mm. Discovery Plus and mm-hmm. it's all these letters that they found, most of them like 60 years old from like the 60s and before that of these drag queens that lived and like did their thing back then and these pictures, honey, I had no idea you were working back then. <laughs> how dare you it there, are, me. there are there are there are three queens that look like you're spitting image sisters exposed one was definitely me because she had spit on her chin
0: <laughs> we're exposed yeah uh so i mean uh what what is the what is the inspiration behind this i think it's just because we found ourselves talking about pageants a lot yeah. um and we were like, we should just let this spill over into its own thing and really, like, dive deep into the world A of deep like dive. drag pageant. Deep
1: dive! Yeah. I just really wanted to know how to affix jewelry to my body without getting keloids. That was my well, goal. And I thought some of these girls would better know.
0: <laughs> it's, we do have exclusive interviews where we just ask about adhesives. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly. Now, um, why
1: are pageants so intriguing to you?
0: Well, I mean this is I mean this is the thing about pageants is like before drag race existed, the the pageant system was if you wanted to be a successful drag queen, the pageant system was where you went. That mm-hmm. was that was the journey, that was your path. And so like there's all this history there. It goes back a really long time. There's so much um There's so much tradition and, like, pomp and circumstance and, like, rules. And I find it very fascinating. And I just love to sit around and watch YouTube clips of, like, gown category from any year that's out there. Just put it on. And Mm -hmm. just at at any time, you can find it, like, really sickening and entertaining.
1: Sometimes you see the same gowns from other girls. It's all just a case of of history requeefing. (laughs) Uh, you as the listener should join us on this journey because yes. um, you know, we make anything entertaining and some of these pageants can be long-winded, as am I. Um <laughs> each episode
0: in the in the tradition of pageants, each episode will be four hours long. Um mm-hmm. this is just the the minimum. And then we
1: and then we add in <laughs> fifty kidding. fifty-eight minutes of commercials. <laughs> yes um
0: okay okay so now okay dear listeners now please perk up your ears as we take you on a brief history of drag pageants in america Mm -hmm. the first modern non-gay
1: american pageant was staged by pt barnum uh noted racist and carny in 1854 but his was a beauty contest and that was closed down by public protest once they saw alaska's
0: face (laughs) Oh <laughs> Jerry, 1854, <laughs> honey. I've, everyone starts somewhere. Bunny plays uh, second. <laughs> Drag pageants started within the gay community during the 1960s with a national circuit of pageants organized by Flawless Sabrina, Sabrina, of course. Yeah.
1: Flawless Sabrina is sickening. She's um, mm-hmm. the drag mother of Zachary Drucker, who uh, mm. produced Transparent, lots of other things. I mm-hmm. learned a lot about Flawless Sabrina through Zachary and her work in keeping her legacy alive. And Flawless Sabrina did pageants from the Ozarks to anywhere that would uh, basically fit enough contestants in a hotel, would let the contestants in, and had a ball. Yeah. Um, right, and exactly. Ho- and honey, there was always room for the balls. Let me tell mm-hmm. you that. Uh, now, these drag pageants were held predominantly in gay bars during the post-Stonewall era, 1969 and after, and evolved mm-hmm. independently. And uh, yes. also, uh, they were racist a lot of the times. And we'll touch Damn. on that. Uh, but yeah. that, that racism helped create other things, like what we know now as the ball culture. Right, exactly. Know, which has is, which is prevailed.
0: Um, yeah, Um, So pageants take the format of the Miss America contest, and the first national gay pageant was Miss Gay America, which happened in 1972 at the Watch Your Hat and Coat Saloon. (laughs) Watch, Watch your hat and coat. Huh. Willem's the door girl, or Willem's the coat check. Girl. I'm coat check, so, baby. Checking honey, all the pockets. Honey, you, you need to watch the hat and the coat. Um, yeah. And that was in Nashville, Tennessee, and that was Nashville's first gay dance and show bar. Did, okay.
1: did you did you like working there?
0: I did. You know, I did. I did, okay. and I, honey, I'm I'm still watching my hat and my coat. <laughs> uh, a gentleman named
1: Jerry Peake opened this bar in 1971, and it was an instant sensation. And as all good gay things are, the straight people flocked to it. Uh, the straight people—they went it too, honey. They all did. Um, and we're going to talk more about some straight straight men. There's a Philadelphia. Never mind. We'll get to it. Miss uh, <laughs> Rachel Harlow has some had some admirers in Philadelphia.
0: Okay, um, but and. Norma Christie, representing the great state of Arkansas, was crowned as the winner of the 1973 Miss Gay America pageant and eventually took ownership of the pageant from Jerry Peake.
1: Miss Gay America got really, really popular, but many of the female impersonators who were living full time as girls, as showgirls, uh, they weren't able to compete in the pageant because there were lots of rules about like surgery and they basically barred Mm. trans contestants from competing So that's why Miss Continental was created.
0: Well, wow. They said, fuck
1: America, we're going to be the whole continent, honey. Honey,
0: continent, darling, continental. Mm -hmm. Uh, I live. uh, Continental
1: breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
0: Exactly. So some of the early drag pageants... Happened in nightclubs in the '60s. Uh, for instance, in 1967, the Miss All America Camp Beauty Contest mm. at Town Hall in New York City was featured in *The Queen*, which we'll be talking about a little bit.
1: Uh, Miss Gay America uh, started in 1972. Mm-hmm. Miss Gay USA started in 79. Continental. Um, probably- a kiss on the hand. 1980 and then national eoy started in 91 We um, love. and we're going to be talking to legends who have won a couple of those a decade apart so
0: we've got we've got crowns and gowns we've got title holders honey we got the
1: wrists are limp because of the jewelry it's so heavy
0: <laughs> and it has that one dangly jewel that dangles down on a chain. oh yeah the dingle bop yeah the diggle bopper
1: that's the that's the technical <laughs> term because if you don't tip them, you bop a bitch with it and get there, scratch their scratch your cornea uh-huh. there is a rich history of drag pageants here that goes back decades um and we're able to access the living legends and we thought it was important to do that because we need to bring these stories uh to your attention before they disappear. I mean, RuPaul's not putting them on. So this is our service to everybody to hopefully instill a love of pageantry in us, to you, and a new audience so we can celebrate those who came before us and, um, you know, all that good stuff.
0: Hallelujah. Uh, let's take a break. Oh, oh, yeah,
1: get- she won EOY 2010, California. <laughs> Miss Shange- Shanji baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, she did. She yeah. did. I was, I was dead last <laughs> well
0: <laughs> um, you have broken the rules <laughs> rules that are in place to to protect the fairness of this
1: competition mm-hmm.
0: that's right why don't we go ahead and take a break and we're gonna we're gonna get the rule book out we're gonna dust it off and we're gonna get into the rules
1: somebody like. get me a TI 34 I gotta add up these pageant numbers five for walk <laughs> five for talk five for bathing suit five for gown <laughs> 10 for mug and hair and 10 for beauty.
0: of interviewing some amazing queens while making Padge Podge. So, here is a preview of some of the amazing queens you will hear from over the next eight episodes. And some of their favorite memories of pageants past. Consummate professional, master illusionist,
2: Aurora Sexton. I won my first pageant in uh, Colorado at the age of 13. It was Miss Gay Pride Youth, Colorado. And that kind of started my trajectory of love for pageants. I got into my first professional review show at 15. And my mom had to sign a parental consent and come to half the shows, but they were in a restaurant. So I was technically allowed. And the girls that I met were involved in US of A pageants and Miss Gay America and all these other contests. And once I saw the videos, I was hooked. So I was literally studying these videos all through my teens, just waiting and ready to go, knowing I was going to blow the roof off when I finally got the chance. And the first national pageant I ever did was Miss Gay USA, And it was the year Alyssa Edwards won. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be so fabulous. And they said, here's 24th place. Have a seat. Enjoy the show. And then a decade later, I went back and I won every category with perfect scores and I won the pageant.
1: Many of us have used the term pageant queen mm-hmm. as a compliment, as a diss, as a general right. describing term. Um, and a pageant queen, if, if you were to use it, popular items on a woman that it would refer to include beaded mm-hmm. gowns, <laughs> hair loafs. Um, A certain way of speaking when answering a question with lots of diction and restating the question. Um, But a lot of these things are positives, too, in everyday life and can be used to uh, help people. Um, Exactly. the talent and the personality and the uniqueness amongst queens who compete in pageants is vast. There's not just one type of pageant queen.
0: Oh, exactly. Um, And the actual unifying factor with pageant queens is that they've all worked within a set of rules or parameters. Okay. Pageants don't just happen, they're built on systems. There's rules, there's traditions, there's legacies. So we put together a basic rundown of the most common pageant system structures. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's look at this. Look at how this works.
1: So a national a national pageant, this is like the big one that everybody talks about. And if you win, mm-hmm. you are the title holder for a whole year. And that title right. comes with strings that you have to fulfill going to preliminary pageants for a certain yes. amount of dollar amount. And if you have a gig that pays more and you don't go, you can get your crown and title taken away. If you, Yes. If you and decide, there's a lot
0: of bobby pins, so it's hard to take the crown back. It's this hard is, to take it off. This
1: is true. Sometimes they put some natties in there, too. <laughs> they got a track they track they got a track in the front for a swoop to doop and a bang um th- these pa- these pageants do have a lot of rules, but um it's one of those things that can help a young performer grow and hone in on her craft. Jasmine Masters has this video where she's telling a girl um to do a little bar pageant, get her stuff together because it will help you learn how to like change real quick and to like get make sure you know how to pack a bag and know how to make a list and check all your things off and you know another mirror for the, so you can see the back of your hair and the walk-in freezer glass.
3: Mm, like right, there's lo- exactly. There's
1: lots of things about big national pageants and all the rules which can help a girl even if she doesn't win later in her career.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a training ground. I mean, it it was it was for me uh a little bit because, you know, getting red for the dirt for detailed by detail about everything that's fucked up about you is a great way to learn how to be better.
1: Maybe that could be a whole podcast.
0: <laughs> All right. We're starting <laughs> Everything That's Fucked Up About You with the podcast <laughs> now on the Mom Network.
1: <laughs> Advertisers so, inquire within. <laughs>
0: Exactly. So basically, okay, there's I don't know, there's preliminaries. So you like that happens in your region. Okay, so so a a standard regional pageant is a pageant. Where there's no specific residency requirement other than you're from the U.S. And then there's a limited regional, Mm -hmm. which is you must reside for at least 90 days in a contiguous state to the location of the place. Oh, my God. We're really in the fucking rule books. And then they they have subsection C.
1: Yeah, a closed state pageant is a state pageant where contestants must meet the 90-day residency requirement and must qualify as a winner or first alternate through an official city or metropolitan preliminary. And then the last most open one is an open state page, and that's a state pageant whereby there are no official... Uh, location, residency, preliminary pageants, and contestants must meet the ninety-day residency re- requirement of that particular state in order to enter. Also, you must have sucked at least two security guards in one bar mm, back mm-hmm. or two bartenders in an adjoining or local bar.
0: Excuse me, excuse me. I can prove that she only lived here for eighty-nine days. That's right. She is disqualified. I have the utilities bill. <laughs> To prove it, the (laughs) Spectrum, the Spectrum Internet. The body, the beauty,
1: and the booty. It's Akiria Chanel
2: Davenport.
4: The thing with Black Universe is it's one of those systems, it's always been known as one of those systems where it's the top tier system to win. So especially for the Black community. So if you were a former Miss Black Universe or the current reigning Miss Black Universe, you were like the creme de la creme. So for me coming in fresh off the newcomer circuit, I was pretty much a baby queen in their eyes. So yeah, I was pretty much going to just going to be intermission, probably free to look at. Those were
1: the things that they was
4: thinking was coming their way. But bitch, I but had a plan. Know. I had a plan for them.
1: <laughs> Not only did you have a plan, but you executed it like very well within an inch of its life. Like that was... That was sickening. Yeah, I um,
4: want every category except for question and answer. And that's all because drinking before question and answer
0: might not work in your favor. <sighs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh there's there are so many rules. Okay, some pageants require that the contestants be and this is quote biological males um mm. and that's the term that is used on the websites which is you know I mean th- these these rules are always evolving and and we hope to see them like um evolve even more. Um so okay, some more rules. There's uh, but
1: also with that rule they have rules about like you you're not allowed to have face work in some or you can't have body work in others.
0: But well you're out of both of those. Uh, how
1: dare you? <laughs> well <laughs> you have to be at right. Least
0: tw- They're very specific. They're like, you can't have you can't have any um silicone work from the neck down in mm-hmm. in certain pageants.
1: You have to be at least 21 years of age and able to show proof of age, Mm -hmm. uh, for most pageants because they usually are in bars. Um, and this is where, this is where I take great numbers. The use of or dispensing of illegal drugs or marijuana will not be tolerated at a pageant. Immediate disqualification will result for those that break this rule.
0: Okay. Well, okay. Um, okay. Any contestant that is not in the appointed place at the appointed time will lose administrative points. So you got to be on time. Mm-hmm. That's a good lesson that, t- that you can learn from the patch world.
1: Can't be late. Look at what happened to uh, uh, Chichi Rodriguez. You know, putting her wig on in the
0: stairwell, <laughs> and then she didn't win. Um. She got docked. Her <laughs> talent was great. Her talent was fantastic, but she got docked because she was. Doing now, how the do you
1: know on? who she has foreskin? <laughs> Um, Any contestant, contestant's dancer, helper, dresser who is caught in the act of stealing or tampering with another person's possessions will be immediately disqualified and removed from the location of the patch.
0: Okay. Uh. And well. Okay. Caught in the act. Um. Any Oops. contestant in the top five not staying on stage for the entire crowning and picture taking will forfeit their placement and their prize money. So even mm-hmm. if you're bitter boots, you have to stay.
1: Now is not the sh- time to show temperament.
0: <laughs> As oh, was... I've shown temperament.
1: <laughs> um. You need to temper those eggs before you mix that foundation into them, uh... <laughs> or it'll
0: or it'll scramble. <laughs> With... Whipped, (laughs) a whipped body move. They've curdled. Honey, your foundation curdled. (laughs) She turned, she pivoted, and then that face turned. Uh. Curdled. The icon herself, star of stage and screen. It's Ms.
2: Chic Chic Candice Kane. You add queens in the mix. (laughs) <laughs> this isn't some, you know, you know, Miss America pageant where everybody has to be you known. These are like crafty shady queens, honey. And I remember being downstairs and one girl tore through this, who took my heel. Oh took my heel? And everybody's like, girl, I don't know. Now, motherfucker, someone better, I better see that heel on my table. I'm walking to the bathroom and if it's not back, I'm going through everybody's back. I mean, it was like, yeah, there was a couple of those moments where you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. There are many
1: categories in a pageant. Uh, some of them sometimes are personal interview or uh, that can sometimes be presentation it depends on the Mm. pageant Uh, but personal interview is also uh, done the day before sometimes and that's out of drag there's a famous picture of Coco Montrese and Alexis Mateo uh, and I want to say in boy drag but like because it feels like it feels even more foreign than actual drag seeing them dress like this right Um, but the meme the meme caption says when you have to dress mask for a work event (laughs) (laughs) Because they're in like suit and ties. It's very. Yes. It's
0: always like a suit, but but like acrylic nails. Uh huh. Active one. Not an eyebrow to be found. Nary, nary a brow at all. That's usually the vibe.
1: Color spray (laughs) behind. They they ask you to bend your ear forward to see if there's color spray behind (laughs) your ear. They'll get get a girl. So
0: binary. Yeah. So binary. Um, Okay. So, personal interview there's talent, which usually lasts between five to seven minutes uh, with a limited stage prop setup time for fairness. Uh, Uh Drag drag queen of the year. (laughs) We tried, honey. (laughs) You tried. You tried it. (laughs) um, uh, recently there have been, uh, more rules added to the talent portion. So no glitter, no fire, no water. So uh, Captain Planet's out. Right, exactly. Uh, but I'll, I'll still do heart. Okay. I'm still going to do heart. Uh, okay. Um, no live animals or reptiles. Uh, and, <laughs> and music must be turned in on a CD.
1: Okay. Oh, wow. Right. Um, so you can use, uh, uh, Dead gear Monsters. And,
0: um... Oh, shit. And...
1: We, can you use dead animals?
0: <laughs> I think there's nothing against dead animals. I mean... This those is gir- all those... for safety and fairness, though, because if the girl before you does glitter, water, then even if they mop the stage and wipe it down, you're still going to be dancing on a fucking moist floor, which this, I don't
1: recommend. This is true. Um... A, a flooded basement, fine Moist floor, no, never
0: Honey, her her basement's <laughs> flooded and her attic is empty
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get a name <laughs> the, the bu- Introducing the body without a mind <laughs> 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 And a sump pump without a gunt
0: She originated the role A classic diva It's Tasha Cole
5: you know, back then there wasn't there wasn't a YouTube you know video on how to do your makeup or how to do padding. I mean, I was the Johnny Appleseed of hip pads, because when I started wearing <laughs> hip pads, everybody made fun of me. But I had really big shoulders. And I swear, I never looked more like a man than in a dress. So because my shoulders are so big. So that's kind of where the big shoulders need and big, hips, girl girl I was like I don't I wanted to notice how big my ass is not how big my shoulders are so I started Vonda Delane helped me cut and style my first set of hip pads and then I I morphed from there but the whole time I was traveling nobody wore hip pads back then and I would go and they would go oh and I would cut hip pads and make hip pads for people and now it's like everybody freaking wears hip pads
0: you know you're so, the Johnny Apple Seed of I Hip. Was the pads.
5: Johnny Apple Seed of, dra- of drag pads.
0: But, <laughs> we thank but you but so, for that. Oh,
5: honey, don't you because I let me tell you back in the days when people were not wearing <laughs> pads, there was some rough-looking boys in a dress call.
3: A
1: standard category in every pageant is evening wear or gowns. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Are are
1: we talking are our male entertainer pageants included in this because
0: of course. Th- those okay. Yeah. Of course. Yes. 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 So evening the, wear. The, uh, evening wear. Um, stage question and answer and production talent. Okay. So there's usually, sometimes there's like solo talent where it's just you. Then there's production talent where you can have 45 dancers, but no fire. And you cannot do Britney Spears. I'm a slave for you from the VMA. So don't even bring banana. The anaconda. Don't uh, even bring. Uh,
1: Tranica already turned in her music for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question. I thought in my head when I was looking at it, production talent was like the production number that all the girls do together.
0: Oh, uh, maybe is, that's it, what it is.
1: Um, I wasn't sure, but um, uh, my sources are telling me Dipper yes, It is Dipper is saying correct.
0: yes. According to our sauces. <laughs>
1: Secrets
2: the street in the is the place to go.
1: <laughs> uh, tonight, for the first time, the sponsors will be typically <laughs> presenting uh, a sponsorship package, which... Uh, is beneficial to a girl in some way, either in money, services, uh rhinestones, crystals, products, beauty pageant uh necessities that are in exchange for advertising in the back of a program or a personal shout-out from the stage.
0: Right. Um some pageants require that you get your gowns from specific designers. So girl, okay, work, yes.
1: I, this this is now re- morphing into the drag race system for sure because uh they they drag race is one of those pageants and contestants and competitions that uh does tell the girls you can't wear that anymore because they make you send in your pictures beforehand now for outfits and they're like oh, you can't use him they're, they're Yeah, so they're getting more rules as they go, too. Um, There's a whole, like, economic system linked to advertising in the program, too, with sponsoring a queen, designer gowns, and other vendors connected to the pageant. It's, um, you know, all, all the hands wash each other in the pageant world, I feel like.
0: Don't you know that this hand washes that one too? <laughs> um. So that's like okay. So there's a there's a lot of rules. That's generally an overview of how it all works. Um. But we're going to be hearing from our, our our dear pageant veterans throughout this series that there are so many details and specific situations connected to each pageant system.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of unwritten rules too that we don't know about that these girls are going to talk about. Like, you know, oh, if if you don't have um, if you don't if you don't have this color tights on, or if you can't see your mm-hmm. toes, or when you're wearing an open toe shoe. Like, there's right. so many little things that are unwritten that you're just supposed to know off the top of your head.
0: Um,
2: the rest of the rules are unwritten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why don't uh, we take a break, and um, then we'll. Um, Talk some more about about Patch Podge. Patch Podge, Patch. Patch, Patch
1: From the great city of Columbus, Ohio, the perky, poised, and picturesque Nina West.
3: So, for Entertainment of the Year, when you do Final Night gown, there's really no setup time, and so. You're supposed to run on stage, the curtain's down, you run up on stage, and you you get set. And the contestant before me was so rotted and bitter towards, I had done so well over the Alaska, weekend. Alaska, you didn't tell me you did the pageant. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, but she was so mad at me for just kind of being there and doing well, and we were getting set and I turn over and I look and she looks at the guy who's raising the curtain and she she goes, Oh, she's ready. And the curtain started to open. And it was all of a sudden, like everyone started to like throw their hands on me. And I was like, hurry, 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 hurry. Like it was like frozen like that. So if you watch that curtain open, you can see just for a moment, everyone's kind of shifting underneath and it's frozen. Yeah. I just watched
1: it before we signed on. And there's like a little, you think you feel like there's a breeze or somebody farted under there.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, and then we got off stage, so we got a standing ovation. People go nuts. Oh, they They're were losing, losing, their, mind. losing yeah. their mind, losing their mind. Oh, and then she
1: was
0: macadamias. We, everywhere. we, we walk, I was like, ah ah
3: ah ah, <laughs> and we walk off stage in that in the as they form the train, and I'm walking into the wing, and I see that same entertainer. She had this gorgeous beaded necklace, and it was on her, and she was on a ramp. She goes, ah, It was like, have you do you remember um, in Tuang Fu the opening, um, Joey when,
5: Arias, when,
3: he, when he, <laughs> she goes ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She yeah. ripped off her jeweled necklace. She ripped it off. And she was walking down the hallway and all of those beads started rolling down the ramp. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I, yeah. guess, I, guess, I guess we did well.
1: <laughs> I know that you've been a longtime admirer of pageants. What was your first pageant oh, yes. that you remember seeing? Or was it in person oh, or the gosh. internet or
0: YouTube? For me? personally it was the miss pegasus pageant which was just to you know it was to represent pegasus the bar in pittsburgh oh the peggy page the peggy page mm-hmm. and i thought it would be a great idea since it was my second time doing drag i thought it would be a great idea to enter this pageant where i got shall we say a dog walked <laughs>
1: <laughs> i heard i heard sharon had to pick you up at the shelter after
0: girl i didn't know her that it was it was a, a no kill shelter before i knew her uh, okay
1: um so dead last <laughs> dead
0: last what was Undead your talent last. what it was, was like your talent? zombie what was your I um uh, i dressed up like a circus freak i i mean i love so i love my everyday wear <laughs> I dressed up like a circus freak, and uh, and I killed my um, circus master, and I ate his guts, and there was like spaghettios in his in his stomach, and I ate
1: them. How
0: fun! But now um, I'm gluten free, so I can't do this number anymore.
1: Yeah, uh, it was a specific point in your life where you could express yourself through um, pasta substitute snacks. Yeah, exactly. From point shoes to stiletto heels,
6: the queen of the North,
1: Brooklyn Heights.
6: One of the things I love about a pageant is there's always a monkey wrench, like that girl who comes in that no one really knows and just kind mm-hmm. of like, she's a little rough right. around the edges, but she burns the building and talent or something and everyone loves her. So I was that girl that year for both of those pageants. And that was like my yeah. introduction to like the American pageant world, which was crazy. Um, so yeah, like I, I did my Black Swan talent and I'll never forget it. Like when I did my reveal from white to black um and the audience just went ape shit they just went crazy and it was like this wall of noise coming at me and it was so cool and I mean I looked like a fucking mess like my like I look back at those pictures and like my gown was pretty but the hair the makeup like I had no clue what I was doing but I still got first runner-up so that was cool and I it was like kind of what set me up for the rest of my life so obviously I went I went back the next year and that's the year I won
0: how about you?
1: My first pageant that I remember watching fully was, um, probably the one in Queen, in the Queen with, um, uh, mm. that flawless Sabrina put on. But the first pageant I actually experienced was California EOY 2010. And that was the one with Shangela Delta, uh, detox, mm, yes. uh, Chad Michaels, uh, Lady K, lots every of every girl. Shea Shay Larice was in it. Jasmine Masters, everybody was in it. Every um, girl
0: showed up for that one,
1: and it was a great one. There were judges, scores thrown out. There was um, narcotics. <laughs> there was alcohol. There was blood. A girl busted her <gasps> her face open on the stage. We'll talk about that. Um, there's. There's nothing like a, a good dirty patch where like everything goes right and everything goes wrong. Shangela had 30 dancers. She won in Alyssa's gown, I think. It didn't fit her. Wow! Um, it was a great, great patch. I had a Segway that I rented from the Santa Monica Beach and drove all the way from Santa Monica to West Hollywood. Oh, and my God. <laughs> it was at the House of Blues. It was a Stone wonderful, queen. wonderful experience. Um, and I wanted to enter the pageant because... At that point, Drag Race was on the air and I was just, I was like, I'm not doing Drag Race. Mm-mm, I'm an actor. I'll just do this. This will be fun. It's, and it was, at a, it was at House of Blues where we already had, I'd been performing there for like a year or so with Trans K. So I was like, oh yeah, it's at the place I already work. They'll love me. I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was dead last.
0: Well, uh I'd love to pull up the score sheets and I'd be happy to go over them with you and we can tell you point Me by too. point. Me too. Unfortunately, you went
1: wrong. there's probably fecal matter from Aubrey O'Day <laughs> on it because she was so sloppy. I'm sure she she shit herself and threw up. Um
0: and did flip flaps on the floor. <laughs> honey, um did you've seen that pageant, right? So I've, I've heard, it's one of those pageants that's just so legendary. I've heard all the legends. I've seen, you know, clips. I remember Detox was like, wasn't she silver alien, a silver alien?
1: With actual spray paint. She was spray painted silver. Oh, and I think Six did her God. makeup. Um, Six, who wow. does Bob's makeup on We're Here, and she's a legendary queen in her own right. Um, wow. But it was one of those pageants where... There was so much going on between four floors of dressing rooms, and girl, Shangela Chang- had like that uh, that Reba McIntyre illusion where you thought she was up on the balcony, but she was really on stage, and then everybody <laughs> was confused. And she had at least <laughs> at least fifteen to eighty backup dancers. I'm not sure of the number, but there were plenty so of right. them. So,
0: Every time the story gets told, the number gets bigger.
1: And she, of course, it was a mix. And there was strength worked into it. Strength, 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 strength. strength. Oh, I got God, the strength, 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 strength. strength. Uh-huh. Yes. It was course. all of that. There were pins left on the stage, plasma oh, on the stage, and plenty of else, everything else to go around with it. There's video clips all over the internet. I'm pretty sure um, Click Click Expose has a video of it for sale, or maybe even a DVD or Blu-ray, oh, depending on work. your on your location. Um but that for me was like my favorite time for watching pageant videos because it's like you, I, I knew the judges. I respected some of the judges. There was like Erica there. And like it was just like this prime time in Padges where like they were like head to head with Drag Race. And it was like right. old school versus new school a little bit. But like the the unifying factor between both competitions was you had to put on a good goddamn show
0: the dancing diva of the deep south she invented bucking as we know it today it is the one and only kennedy davenport
4: i never saw myself as a pageant queen you know coming into the drag race society threw me in that box but i I, every challenge that i won had nothing to do with pageantry you know, it was all, it was all comedy. And then I found myself being upset because everything was always about, um, everything was, I, I had to be funny. Like we had always, I always had to make things to be funny. No, drag is not funny. You know? <laughs> and that's how I thought. like, girl, you know, I was like, drag
5: is not funny. This is some serious shit
1: the Dallas Doll, master electrician, and purveyor of drag excellence, Miss Asia
4: O'Hara. I had seen drag for probably a year prior to this, and I um, was in the audience with some friends, and I liked drag. I wasn't doing drag yet. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? This is the Super Bowl of drag. (laughs) She comes, she's in the birdcage, in the feathers, and I was like, this is great. It closes, it reopens, she's in a blue gown with the white gloves, Mm -hmm. doing esto felicidad. It closes, it reopens, she's in a new costume. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) And then to know that this queen financed, choreographed, designed, mixed, sewed, feathered, rhinestoned every single part of this production blows my mind. To this day, it still blows my mind. and She probably welded that cage, too. Yeah, yeah, she probably (laughs) did. Like, if you... Alexis Gabriel Sherrington, to me, is the most iconic drag queen ever. Ever. And I think the tenacity of of drag performers as a whole, like, for me, lives and breathes in that moment, knowing that that was that grand um, and knowing that every single part of it was done with her own hands for... I think she said a year and a half, she prepared rhinestoning every dancer's costume, the shoes, the bow ties, the gloves, feathering the fans, building a cage. And then to like know that you had the like audacity to pack all of that into a truck and drive it across the country for a drag pageant. It blows my mind.
1: We're starting from the very beginning of pageantry, so we must discuss the iconic and legendary documentary, The Queen. It's currently streaming on Netflix. It's also on YouTube uh, with some Mm -hmm. sort of Cyrillic subtitling. Um, And a couple of of lapses in audio, but you get what's going on. It's a rigged page that uh, Flawless Sabrina put on and had filmed. Yes. And it was from 1968. And it was directed by Frank Simon and narrated by Sabrina. And um, it depicts the experiences of drag queens organizing and participating in the 1967 Miss All America Camp Beauty Contest held at New York City's (laughs) Town Hall, which is a, a spot that's still a home to drag queens. We performed there, you know, last year.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, This was first released in the United States in June 1968 to generally positive reviews. It was subsequently screened in France, Netherlands, Denmark, and Finland. The film was revived in January 2013 at New York Film Forum, followed by a 4K restoration screened during the 2019 Melbourne International Film Festival. I love this movie. I am beautiful, and I know
5: I'm
1: beautiful. Me too. This went to Cannes, um, and of course, uh, Rachel Harlow was right there, front and center, with Sabrina. Um, She was kind of the ingenue of the whole piece, and the film was built around her. Um, She didn't do much in the film, notably. I mean, there's an intro with her, and there's an outro. There's her pouting in a bed, and Sabrina yelling at her and Sabrina even says to her um she said you're you're behaving like a little child and you're not that little and it's it's a big night it's all you've ever wanted but that doesn't mean anything um it's one of those things where you could tell that Sabrina organized it for Harlow to win including arranging right. including arranging for her to get a wig that same day when she didn't have one that she liked
0: so Girl.
1: The riggery goes back to the beginning here, for
0: sure. The badge was deeply pulled. And just imagine, if you haven't seen this, just imagine the year 1967, okay? And there is, this is a group of young, gay, queer people who show up to a hotel in 1967 Mm -hmm. they show up to a hotel to get up in drag and do a drag pageant in 1967 this is like this is i mean it was it's so inspiring to look at these kids and they are still they were acting the way we do today i mean carrying on singing to each other in the the, uh in the hotel rooms doing uh, may west numbers Right, ordering up Two some bottles drinks. Of
1: Where's the spirit gum? I must have the. I need spirit gums and toothpicks. Toothpicks don't grow on trees, you
0: know. It's it's. With a, I'm just so glad there was a camera crew in this moment because it it's really really inspiring to see like you can you can make fucking being gay illegal. You can make cross dressing illegal. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want, but but fucking cross dressers will find a way.
1: Always. We will. And the straight people yes. found a way to to patronize um the, the the drag establishment that a lot of these people worked at. Um the the Kennedys had been there um mm-hmm. at, at at some of these things. Uh there were uh who was it? Uh Grace Kelly's brother, John Kelly, he was an Olympian. He had an affair with Rachel Harlow, the winner of this. And mm. his mother said that she would disown him. If uh, he married Rachel, so they never got married. But Rachel went on to own a place in Philadelphia called um, Harlow's on 22nd and Market, a Philly girl. Um, And she used to work all over in the area. Um, She had a French French restaurant with her ex-husband. She worked in AC a lot. She was a a legend in the tri-state area. Um, But in this film, she didn't do much other than play along
0: and look beautiful. Right. She was right.
1: She was definitely like the young Meg Ryan, Ingenue, Gorge, Blake Lively character.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: The, the point system for this film is twacked. There's <laughs> a five point walk, a five I point for it. talk, five point for bathing suit, five for gown. So far, that's 20. Five for makeup and hair, 25. And then an all around 10 for beauty. So oh, for beauty. Just for
0: beauty. Honey. Uh, yeah. Honey, I'm banking on the ten points for beauty, darling. Well, you better uh, go to a credit union then, dear. <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the girls, it seemed like were just there to like have fun because how like opportunities like this did not Did not come around a lot back then And so like They were having such a good time hanging out And the swimsuit category So wait they all had to walk In the same black swimsuit That's what old
1: old school beauty pageants Used to do the same though The regular ones with girls They were all in the same swimsuit too Could you fucking
0: imagine I can't And so the one queen is like no, I'm not doing that. And so she walks after the category in a black trench coat, and uh, which I thought was a very fierce and inspiring moment.
1: 101 pounds of fun. <laughs> she's my little honey bun. That queen is my favorite. It's like Jinx Monsoon meets Ginger Minge, the show tune queen who, who sticks her chin out so far to even gain an inch of neck, um, mm-hmm. and she's lovely. She I, also notable is Miss Chicago plucking chest hairs one by one and then moving her sash to cover the ones that she couldn't get. Um, and there's some really fascinating conversations about, like, the the draft, which was happening oh, at this time for yeah. Vietnam and Korea, I guess, or whatever war was going on then. I don't know much about wars, but my drag is fierce.
0: Right. Um. Uh, the, the contestants are all... They're sharing hotel rooms. They're teaching each other how to glue down their brows. They're showing off all the looks they brought. I fuck. I'd, it's really, it's really such a heartwarming movie if you haven't watched it. Okay, so okay, just watching what, them put on their makeup,
1: like seeing the old school products they had to use. Yeah, that's it's. Like- there was
0: yeah. There was no Amazon, there was no eBay, there was no YouTube. This was all just whatever you could get your hands on. So most of the girls had one wig for the whole night. A lot of the girls were sharing, uh, you know, supplies and and secrets. They were uh, squeezing into dresses uh, from a costume shop. Mm-hmm. Um, makeup and wigs, girl, much <laughs> harder to come by. And lots and- of scotch tape. Right. Uh
1: Um, I don't know if they
0: order two bottles of of scotch
1: to dip the tape into, but (laughs) those girls were taping taping their foreheads up to their wig caps to gain um, that good Kendall Jenner fox eye lift moment. Exactly. Um, And
0: luckily the wigs have a good little rolled bang to cover mm -hmm. all the taping areas.
1: Little sweetheart moment in in the bang. Long bang, heavy powder, head down, walk fast, no spook. Mm -hmm. Um, The The girls also employed lots of dark, smoky eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just like a heavily lidded moment. Uh, Bangs, natural leave-outs, falls, switches, updos, all these things. Um, And and this is...
0: Can you... I'm, I'm... It's so wild that there's a camera crew here for this because, okay, Harlow... Is this very like naturally beauty- beautiful young blonde mm-hmm. uh queen okay shows up and at the last minute oh my i I don't like my my wig isn't working, and so who jumps in to get her hair together, but the pageant organizers. <laughs> They are scrambling, running around on the phone, looking up in the phone book, trying to find a wig at the last minute. It's a matter
1: of life or death. (laughs) They literally say that on the The, phone.
0: The pageant organizers are helping get this contestant who wasn't prepared together. Hmm, Okay, so we're, okay. That's a head scratcher, but okay, work. It
1: it was so known that this was rigged that a couple of the girls, um, like Monique... Monique told Crystal LaBeija not to go because she said it was rigged and she said all the true beauties didn't attend. Monique did attend, but she didn't attend as Sabrina's guest. She attended as Crystal's guest. She was Crystal's friend that night. You know, when you have a friend there and you're like, no, you're not talking to her. You're my friend tonight. (laughs) It was definitely that (laughs) moment for Miss Monique. Um, But Harlow was the NBW, which is the natural beauty wonder of the evening. And Mm -hmm. she, you know, Sabrina organized this. She knew what she was doing in advance. She knew that she was going to make this a movie or documentary and rigged as it was and unfair as it was, thank God she did it because this is like the only thing we have from this time of this right now.
0: Yes. And it was very clear that uh, Flawless Sabrina, it was her intention to, okay, I'm going to bring in Harlow because we're we're filming a a movie. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be about Harlow. But the movie actually ends up being about Crystal Lebesia because Crystal Lebesia sees all this romper room fuckery going on. She sees the riggery. She sees that it's completely fixed for Harlow to win, and so Crystal Lebesia throws a fit at the mm-hmm. end. She doesn't. She doesn't win, and she walks off stage. And the camera crew follows her, and we in turn, get one of the most iconic, memorable drag queen reading moments of of drag history.
1: You it, And it, it, it's evidenced why Crystal was feeling plucked, because Harlow had better mm-hmm. lighting for her close-ups, she had more screen time, she had more coverage on stage. Just from the shots they show of her, you could tell they had way more coverage of her on stage. And anybody who was there, I'm sure, saw the writing on the wall. Um and yeah. Crystal is named fourth runner-up, and she is Modisha Jenkins. She Mad. walks off the stage once mm-hmm. they start calling the top three. Um, and Crystal, uh, Sabrina says, Crystal, where are you going? This is not the time to show temperament. Your your colors are showing. Um, Which sounds racist, um, but, you know, different time. Uh, but at the end of the night, Crystal is telling everyone how rigged it was and that she's going to sue them if she sees any footage of herself. You can take all the pictures right. you want, darling. Um, but I'll sue. I'll sue the fool.
4: I'll sue the bitch. Did you sign? I release? will sue No, I didn't sign any release. And if she releases any bitch on me, I will sue the fool. She won't make money off of my name,
5: darling. Listen, it-
0: listen, you're beautiful. You're young. You deserve everything the best in life. I don't say she's not beautiful, but she wasn't looking beautiful tonight. She doesn't equal me. Look at her makeup. It's terrible.
1: I am beautiful, and I know I'm beautiful. She looked bad.
0: Exactly. Like, she, she went reads, in. She and, lets have, and that's the fucking movie. That. And
1: Crystal did look amazing. Sickness. She had Diamante. She had... Like smoky lined eyes, a giant updo. She looked like Aja in Snatch Game. She looked just like yeah. this otherworldly, sickening beauty. Um, I didn't see the crown that Harlow got. Did you see it?
0: I d- no, no. Did I don't? I don't recall.
1: Me neither. I don't. I remember. think it was small. I don't remember it being notable of anything. Um, and Crystal says that Harlow's not going to get any money because she's Sabrina's friend. So who even knows? <laughs> but. Um, Crystal, uh, heart. Rate. Rachel is still alive. She's now known as wow. um, Rachel Bilboa. I um, work. And flawless Sabrina went on to like be the the advisor for movies like Myra Breckenridge and Midnight Cowboy films that had like mm-hmm. an LGBT slant back then. So she'd been doing it for a long time. Um, it's 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 wonderful that we have this and it is something that you should watch if you haven't watched it if you're listening to this and you're oh my god look at my pen it's got a fake nail on it just somehow girl this is like that's god being like there you go um the 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 movie of the queen ends with harlow at port authority with one little suitcase getting on the bus back to philly which honey i know that route i've ridden that route
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's a. It's very good. Um, it's required viewing. Mm-hmm. So get treat yourself and give it a watch. It's called The Queen. Um, it's on Netflix or on YouTube.
1: And thank you for listening to us this week.
0: That for your required listening. As we move forward through the next eight installments of Pageant Pod, there are so many amazing visual references that we're going to be talking about. So we will of course post these things to the Mom Podcasts page on Instagram for your viewing pleasure so make sure to go give that account a follow because you won't want to miss that and also we're going to put together a YouTube playlist with recommended videos and clips for you to watch if you want to really get into the deep dive with us and you will so head on over to Forever Dog YouTube channel and check out our pageant pod YouTube playlist. Obviously this is not required viewing to listen to the pod but if you really want to immerse yourself in the experience you'll want to go check that out and there's some really amazing moments so don't miss it next week we'll be talking about miss continental with special guests candace kane nasha lopez and brooklyn heights and we will also talk about the documentary The Queens, which is available to watch at thereporters.org. So get ready for next week and all things Miss Continental. She is your Miss West End debut 2021, hailing from an Airbnb in the fine city of London. It's Willem. And
1: please celebrate your reigning Roy G. Biv BBT 2021, representing more suits everywhere it's alaska
0: i'm sorry but that morph suit is not up to regulation it is not up to regulation (laughs) it it buttons on the left it buttons on the left (laughs) thank you and good night forever
1: dog Pageant Pot is a Forever Dog and Moguls of Media production hosted by Alaska and Willem. Produced by Big Dipper and Joseph
0: Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli. Alaska Thunderfuck. Big Dipper. (coughs) Brett Bowen. Joe Cilio. And Alex Ramsey.